Hi everyone, welcome back to another week of With Love Alexa. I have in studio with me Kelly Hausman, a mental health counselor, speaker, and blogger. And we're, I'm really excited about this one because we're actually talking about social media and the effects of mental health. So it's one we don't really always talk about and it's something new and fun to talk. <laughs> Hi Kelly. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad and it's fun having you in the studio. Mm -hmm. So how um, how are you today? I'm pretty good. Uh, I have two young kids that don't sleep, so I'm a little sleep deprived, but nothing else has been new in the last four and a half years, so, so. plug in through. <laughs> <laughs> um, how old are your kids? Four and a half and one and a half, so we are in the trenches, but somehow yeah. you just survive one day at a time, and here I am, excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Um, is it a girl and boy? boy? Yep. Uh, boy is the older one, daughter is the younger. Aw, that's so cute. Yeah. I love little they're kids. They're lucky, they're cute. <laughs> I feel like it's nature's way to <laughs> Until they're them. older and then not so much. Yes, but. <laughs> yeah, at least to those teenage years, probably. Yeah, but you got a while, so. Yes. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about you and maybe mm -hmm. your backstory? Sure, yes. So I am a licensed professional counselor. I have my own private practice here in Detroit and I do a lot of writing and blogging and speaking as well, uh, trying to combine the best of both worlds. And backstory, I got my master's degree in New York and uh, put it off for a couple of years. We were moving out of state and had my son. And then when he was about six months old, I decided, all right, it's time to open my private practice. And so here I am today, uh, going on four years later. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Were you born and raised in Detroit or did you live? Mm -hmm. Yep, I was born and raised in Detroit and I met my husband and he, right after we got married in around 2008, we moved to New York City for five years for his residency. So we got to spend time on the East Coast and yeah. it was a really interesting experience. I found out that I am not a big city girl, but it was cool. I, I, I missed the pizza for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so we lived out there for five years, and then we moved to Nashville for a year for another year of his training. And then we moved permanently back to Detroit. I guess it's probably about five, six years now. Oh, OK. So we're back home for good now. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, where did you grow up in Detroit? Like the Sterling Heights, Shelby Township area. OK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, West Bloomfield. Oh, yeah. Not too so, far at all. No. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I used to go, I think, it, I think it was in Sterling Heights, the Sterling Inn. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We used With to go like, <laughs> yeah. We used to go like Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. It was like a ton of people. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I just yes. When I hear Sterling Heights, I think of the Gosh, Sterling yeah. Inn. I haven't been there in years, but me neither. <laughs> I know. Um, what? It's so cool that like you're doing like everything in Detroit mm -hmm. area. Like you want to stay here and sure. It's really special. Um, yeah. What are your summer? Oh, can't talk. <laughs> uh, it feels some, like a Monday. I know. It's a Tuesday. It's been the longest week ever yeah. already. Um, what are some of your favorite things about Detroit? I just love the Renaissance because it used to be, you know, even 10 years ago when we moved to New York, you told people where I was from and they're like, oh gosh, like why would you, why would you go back there? You yeah. know, it wasn't necessarily, I was always proud of it and happy to be from there, but now I love that people are starting to give Detroit the credit that it deserves. The restaurant scene is amazing. Uh, just oh. the downtown, yeah. everything, every time I go down there, there's something new and it's really cool to see it. I'm so happy to see yeah. the rebirth. I love um, Campus Martius, Yes, where they turn it into like an ice rink, and then mm -hmm. in the summer it's like a beach. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool how like one spot is two different things, mm -hmm. completely different. Yeah, it reminds me of New York a little bit with the ice skating. It's kind oh, of yeah. my way to get back to New York, but 
not leaving here. I always want. I always wanted to like go to a big city, and mm-hmm. then like I went, um, and I went to like I was in Chicago for like visiting family, mm-hmm. and I I realized like yeah, not for me. That's how yeah. Even though it's like because mm-hmm. Chicago's like that happy medium of like Detroit and New York. Yes. I always say, mm-hmm. but like. No, still no. I yeah, like this hard. area. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. My husband and I definitely realized we're not big city people. Again, it was so cool to live there. The, the amazing experience. cultural experience. Yeah. yeah. The food was so cool. But no, I'm just I'm glad to be back home in a smaller big city. Yes. I agree with that. Um, do you live in the Detroit area now? or? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We're right on the border. Uh, we're in Gross Point. So okay. it, we're just super close to getting over to Detroit. So we're downtown pretty often, at least yeah. like once every week or so. Yeah. We live, I think, like 20 minutes, 20, mm-hmm. 25. So we try and go a lot, especially yeah. in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, have you always, so you're you're obviously really big into mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, were you always, or what did you used to want to do? You know, it's funny. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, so my undergraduate degree is actually in communications. Oh, me too. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of uh, the degree for lost souls in a sense where, you know, you want to do something, but you don't know what it is. And so I got my degree in that. And funny enough, I ended up nannying for many years. I was an executive assistant. I walked dogs. And then when we were in New York, my husband was away so much for work. I decided, huh, I'm going to go to grad school. I've always been passionate about psychology. Yeah and mental health and so yeah I put myself through grad school and got my master's degree and then I finally clicked that yeah now I know what I want to do I know what my purpose is it took a couple years and lots more schooling That's but okay yeah it was great to finally figure that out yeah I um I like I wanted communications because I originally wanted to do event planning mm-hmm. and they didn't really have like an event planning program at Michigan State mm-hmm. so it wasn't and I didn't know I wanted I thought hospitality was more like for hotels and stuff. Oh, yeah. And at the mm-hmm. time, I wanted more like weddings and or um, like corporate. Yeah. So I just did communications. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool because it's, it's so broad. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like really nice to, you don't have to like worry because you can pretty much do anything. Yep. And it prepares you for really any career. Yeah. I mean, we all need to learn how to speak and communicate with exactly. everyone. So you could do anything with it. Yeah. And it's nice because you can... Um, really try anything mm-hmm. and you learn how to communicate in work places mm-hmm. or it, like I remember some of the stuff I still learned yes yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> which is good yeah I guess if that was our degree so For sure um so you have your own practice you said I do mm-hmm. um what kind do you do or Sure. I specialize in women's issues. So I work with a lot of college students, young adults, uh, new moms. I'm really passionate about self-esteem, social media, anxiety, but mostly my client base is uh, young women. That's what is my favorite population to work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's no. That's like real. That's a really special thing because especially like nowadays, like with social media, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder. Than you would think, yeah. Because now you're like trying to compare yourself to mm-hmm. the world, exactly. Or kind of even comparing yourself to yourself, but mm-hmm. based off of what people people like your stuff or not, yes. like mm-hmm. all from a button, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've definitely wanted to probably do that too, but I try mm-hmm. not to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like so when I'm sharing something like my podcast or my blog or mm-hmm. whatever, it's like part of me like wants people to like it and want and you would think you think like oh well if they don't 
like it. Like mm-hmm. they, they don't actually like it when half the time that's not even the case. Right. Yeah. A lot of times we don't. We automatically go to, oh, it must be something I did wrong. Why mm-hmm. don't they like it? It's me. But the reality is, like you said, it might be something totally different. Maybe they were sleep deprived and just accidentally scrolled through, or they didn't see it, or you know, for any other reason. And they're just not like Facebook people. Yeah, like, exactly. They don't like they going it, on. Or, or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's hard when we don't get the likes that we thought we should, and it's tough to base your value on someone else's opinion. It's it's very tricky. You can't do that because um, we can't control what other people think. We can only control, are we happy with the work we put out? Yeah. Are we proud of what we did? Yes? Okay. That's what really matters. And then, too, it's like you're even more nervous to put stuff out mm-hmm. because, one, like when you do creative projects, you don't, a lot of times you don't end up liking it completely like you mm-hmm. like it but there's always something you can do better so when you get those like bad reviews Ugh. even though Tough. it's gonna happen mm-hmm. like not everyone likes it but right. that it hurts even more mm-hmm. because you're like i should have done that instead yeah. and it's like no they just don't like it that's right. just not their cup of tea yep and it's always a learning experience too yeah. i always say okay you can mess up and make mistakes but you have to learn from it so mm-hmm. you know if you did something last time that didn't really work okay what did i learn what can i do better next time and as long as you learn something from it it's never a failure exactly did you so when you got like more into like mental health mm-hmm. and social media did you notice yourself having experiences like with anxiety or anything oh, yeah. with social media for sure and especially I'm a counselor too so you would think I would be better at this but I <laughs> fell into it as well it's hard not to You're still a human yes and like you said I'm, I'm putting stuff out that I have written or you know articles or different interviews I've done or you know blog posts of my own and like you said when you get criticism or you don't get the feedback that you thought you were going to it becomes this vicious cycle of really needing outside feedback and I had to for me what really worked was taking a big step back from social media and not posting as much. I still go on to check it, but I mainly focus on my friends and family. And I also, a big, big thing for me was unfollowing accounts that did not serve me. So I was looking just the other day, uh, one of the accounts that I really thought was an inspirational, motivational person that I had followed for many years. I noticed that whenever I was looking at her posts, it was instead of making me feel inspired and motivated, it was more comparison. like my career is not at this level and I don't have this many followers and it was a negative spiral. So the other day, just Friday, I unfollowed her and it felt really good because mm-hmm. now I don't have to compare myself to her. It's just comparing and setting my own goals now. Yeah. So I think unfollowing and spending less time on social media are huge for mental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder like how things were like without social media. Like- <sighs> I know that's how I grew up. Thank goodness. I, Cause I'm so glad. I, it, kids these days even young adults these days have a lot of pressure and you know back when I was mm-hmm. in high school your awkward years there was no one posting pictures or being able to hide yeah. behind a keyboard and say mean things so there's a lot that people have to deal with these days with social media and bullying and yeah. it's, uh, for all the good that social media does it can be pretty bad mm-hmm. yeah I remember I think it was maybe like late middle school, early high schools, like when Facebook and things started getting bigger. Because mm-hmm. originally it was just for college, right. but yeah. then it started opening up to other ages. And mm-hmm. and I remember like getting one. I think it was like in going into my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. But like I really didn't do that much on it. Mm-hmm. It's funny looking back because you'll like say it used to have that thing where it would say like Alexa is. 
and then you would oh, type yes. whatever. <laughs> the so third like person. it would say like is is or something, uh-huh. and it would it, like half of it never made sense. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny, like. <laughs> but yeah, like it's crazy because the kids now, yep, they're like learning iPhones at a young age, and oh, yeah. it's like, or they're getting iPhones yes. at a young age. My one-year-old, honestly, I hate to even admit this, but she can get in my phone and get to an app faster than I ever could. So they pick it up. They can take so pi- they take pictures oh, of yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. Snapchat. I always, yeah, I always thought they're gonna come out with a phone. I'm like when, sure. When out of the womb, out for of phone. Babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, for uh, sure. Only a matter of time. I will say one thing though is I'm glad like I we didn't have like phones or whatever like these kind of phones like when I was like growing up. Right. I was um I got one in sixth grade a like a regular. Like it was actually Nextel at the time. Oh yeah. So it was like it, I called it the worker phone because uh-huh. it was like this, and then oh, it had yeah. the antenna, mm-hmm. and it was just for an emergency because yep. yep. I was going to middle school, and mm-hmm. but then I had like the razor and yeah, yep. And now it's like um, it's so weird ever typing on one of those oh, old gosh, ones again. Yes. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's, <laughs> it's not easy. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny because there's a trend now of people getting so-called dumb phones again that don't have the access to the internet. It's literally just for maybe calls and yeah. texting. And again, that can be a big sanity saver too if you're not if you're spending yeah. too much time on the internet on your phone. Like, okay, my phone only texts and calls, and then I have to do something else. So there's a big trend towards that now too. Which yeah, I my grandma nice. has one of those, like the flip phones. Yeah, but I think it's sometimes I think iPhones are easier like to maneuver like mm-hmm. with the texting or with typing just because yep. of those. The one, buttons. two, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like my iPhone, but I can also sometimes, like, if I'm with my parents or, like, if I'm with my boyfriend, like, I'll sometimes leave my phone if I don't need it. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like looking. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Or a lot of times people will say, how can I spend less time? Yeah, like, leave it in the other room charging. Yeah. Um, just out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And yeah, maybe you'll miss it at first, but, like, like you do. You know, it's probably nice because you're more in the moment. You're enjoying yeah, the people you're with. Yeah, especially if, like... I also have, um, like, someone, I'm with somebody, mm-hmm. so, like, they know, everyone else knows how to get a hold of me. Yeah. Like, yep. the important people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard because it's, like, social media, the phones, everything, like, at dinners and restaurants, you just see people. Oh, yeah, the saddest thing is when you see families at a restaurant and everyone, mom, dad, kids, are all on their phone. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, I know. Like, I grew least. up having family dinner at yeah, home. Yeah, and it's so important. It's so yeah. important for, you know, family bonding, even mental health, to talk about your mm-hmm. day, what went right, what went wrong, what can you do better. But everyone's so distracted now. I, I really wish that we could get back to the technology-free family dinners of the past. Yeah, well, maybe we have to just make it. Yes, <laughs> we'll have to start a hashtag or something. <laughs> Hashtag no technology yes, at dinner. Yes, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> Except you're using technology to promote right, true. that. It is kind of a paradox. <laughs> Interesting. But sometimes that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. So. We can make it work. <laughs> that's how people are going to see it. Yeah. No, some of my favorite things are like board games now. Mm-hmm. Like like how I used to. Oh, and yeah. then for a long time. And now it's like they're fun. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather do that than playing on a phone. Yeah. Like I even started doing solitaire recently. Like okay. with cards. Uh-huh. And it's, like, so much fun. Like, it makes you, like, really think, and yeah. you don't have clues to help you. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's all you. Yeah, I love that. I actually asked. People were wondering what to get my son for Christmas, and I had suggested board games. Again, Sorry, get them off the is technology. a good one. Yes, Candyland, yes. you know, all of that old school stuff is, is fun again. Yeah. It's, like, I just, I, like, use social media, but it's more, besides checking, I use it more just for, like, to promote, like, my business stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't typically use it. 
Like, I don't want to, I wouldn't, I don't know, I get afraid, like, when I see people, like, with babies. Mm. And it's like, I don't, I'm afraid, like, with the world, how it is. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'd want my kid being on social media all the time. Yeah, and a lot of people do that, you know. I feel like it's almost one extreme or the other. It's all your yeah. feed of baby photos or you never see anyone's kid. I know a lot of celebrities have kind of jumped on that trend where you never see their kids on social media. Well, if you and, think about it, especially celebrities, yeah. like, it's probably better not to. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because there are some creepy people. For sure. Yes. And it definitely all depends on your comfort level and yeah. what 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 you want. Because there's going to be a record of that, too. And yeah. So thinking about what might they think of the stuff I've posted when they're old enough. Yeah. Because it's like, if you think about it, like I, I think I was like reading a, a blog or something and it's their privacy, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I, there it was a article or people on Facebook were like talking. It was in one of the blogging groups. Mm-hmm. Um that are like parenting blogs. Yeah. But some people say like you're only it's only parenting if you have your kids and husband on it. Others were saying that they don't um that if if they ever post anything on their families, it's mm-hmm. like you it's like you can't see the face. Mm-hmm. And they yep. never say the name. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. just say like my son, my daughter yep. or a nickname. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it is their privacy too. Sure. Like they Absolutely. don't have that choice right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all these things again makes sense. Our parents never had to think about, but right. here we are, and all these new and all the mom shaming. Yes, that's that's really hard. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't have kids now or mm-hmm. anything, but like, just imagining like how much worse it's probably going to be. Right. And again, it comes down to people hiding behind keyboards that mm-hmm. think that they have the right to tear someone down or to criticize them. It's really terrible. So, um, do you ever like? So since we're like what we're talking about, mm-hmm. like, do you get afraid for your kids? Like what it's going to be like for them? Um, you know, I definitely worry because I know that there's already studies that have come out that kids are more susceptible now to attention problems and uh, even something simple as kids aren't making as much eye contact now mm-hmm. because they said that the parents are on the phone so much, they're not getting the eye contact that they really need from the parents. So even things like that, I worry about what what is it going to look like. Um, but also, too, I think at some level, we can't really fight and prevent all of it. Like, I right. have a couple friends who allow no screen time in the house whatsoever. And I wonder about that, too, because now schools, they're using iPads in elementary school. And yeah. I don't even know if they have chalkboards anymore. I feel like it's, it's all, all technology. Small, I, yeah, I feel like it's all smartboards. Yeah. So um, it's really finding that balance between, OK, this is the wave of the future. This is how it's going to be with technology right. versus, OK, how can I limit this and make it an appropriate amount of screen time right. um, for my child? Yeah, because I think they should be able to have some, because mm-hmm. um, it can also help like learning and stuff too. Like mm-hmm. people, I know it's like I'm even though being an author and like how people love like the paper books, yes. I do, but I actually love my Kindle. Yeah, it's so portable uh, and yeah. The mm-hmm. only problem is is if you read a lot at one time, then mm-hmm. it dies. So oh, if yes. you don't have an outlet, then you're kind of yeah. But then you don't have all those books you have to carry. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. I think the non-plug is. Or not having a plug, I'd rather have than yes. having to carry those books. A whole backpack full of novels. Yeah, especially like with my pain and yeah. stuff, it's not. Right. Yeah, it's more convenient for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, one good thing about social media mm-hmm. is there's so many support groups now. Yes. Yep. And like there's a whole like Central Pain Syndrome Foundation page. And it's so nice to be able to connect, mm-hmm. even if I don't see them. Yeah. Like I'm connecting with people that get where I'm coming from for or sure. get how I feel. Yeah. So, like, that's really cool. Yeah, and I think social media does get a lot of bad rap, but I I personally do have met some 
of my best friends through Instagram of all places or really? <laughs> um, support groups on Facebook for yeah. certain things. So yeah, I think there's, and you probably wouldn't have met these people otherwise. So it is a great place of support and yeah. venting and knowledge. Yeah, and like, it's see, everything, it comes with the good and the bad, because then mm -hmm. you're able to vent, but then people, like we said, behind the keyboard, mm -hmm. more bad reviews are being right. left on things, yeah. like where, um, so it's like mm -hmm. kind of, it's just how you use it, I right. think, yep. really. Yeah, yeah, and it's really developing a thick skin, too, and if you're doing anything that's <laughs> in the public eye whatsoever, it's really hard to kind yeah. of just say like, okay, this person's entitled to their opinion, I don't believe it, so... Yeah. yeah, sometimes I feel like it's almost better not to read the reviews. I don't know if I could handle that. I have admittedly the world's thinnest skin, so I totally understand <laughs> it's hard. But um, again, kind of just going back to, am I proud of what I'm doing? Am I happy with what I put out? Yes, okay, I'm good with myself. And that's good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I definitely have had my fair share with like my books and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when this was like on my first book, I had like this one really long bad review. Ugh. But I got mad because it was mm -hmm. someone that like I think I knew Ugh. and hid behind a fake Jeez. name. It was like one of those like a Jane Smith or something. Mm -hmm. So it was it you knew it wasn't not that people aren't Jane Smith, but yeah. but Ugh. it just didn't see it seemed like they knew like insider information. Mm -hmm. So I ended up after like a year of on and off with Amazon trying to figure out who it is, I ended up getting they ended up deleting it. So oh, okay, good. So that was good. But yeah. it's just like you really you have to use that yeah. to be so mean. Ugh. Like if you felt that way, fine. Mm -hmm. And you but use your name. Don't right. don't and hide if Yes. And that's the thing I always often wonder too, would these people come up to your face and say this? Probably never. No. Ninety nine percent of people that leave nasty comments would never say it to the yeah. person. And then it kinda makes me wonder, okay, it's like if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does it exist? Like should this matter to me? Probably not. Right. But it does. It but hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Because then you're afraid like people that see that mm -hmm. won't try it anyway. Yeah. It's because yeah. like this is a really bad sure. review, so mm -hmm. Then you're like yeah. nervous, but yeah, whatever. You're right. Gonna, it's all meant. Whatever's meant to be is meant to be. Mm -hmm, for sure. So uh, I think we're gonna finish up in a few minutes. Okay. But if you wanna like just tell us a little bit more about like what you do now, like with mm -hmm. blogging, what you blog about, speaking. Sure. Yeah. So in addition to my private practice, I have a website as well, and so I'm trying to get more into. Um, doing public speaking workshops i have a really i've done a couple workshops that i've put on and done some on-air things so i'm trying to get into that as well and also raising two kids and yeah <laughs> so i have a lot going on but it's awesome all good things and i'm really happy to finally be at this point in my career and everything yeah just, just feels right and all this happened from not even knowing what you wanted exactly. to do. Exactly, yes, not from that, that communications ago, like, degree. Yeah. So, yeah, and again, that's what I say, like, it's okay not to know what you want to do. Some, yeah. you know, 67-year-olds, 70-year-olds figure it out at that age, so yeah. it's okay. Like, I knew, and sometimes all of a sudden you'll have an experience that changes everything. Mm -hmm. Like, from literally when I was a senior in high school mm -hmm. all the way through after I graduated college, mm -hmm. I wanted event planning. I knew it in yeah. my soul, everything, and... I worked for an event planner for uh -huh. a few months, but it was after a bad accident. Mm. And eventually I was taken off work, but mm -hmm. I would have never had any of these opportunities. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I would, I probably wouldn't have even liked it still. Sure. Yeah. Because I didn't really like it at the time. Yep. As much as I thought. So. Yeah. And sometimes from our greatest, what we think of as a failure or a door closing, we don't know why at the time. Eventually. But it always puts yep. you where you need to be. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I remember like my mom telling me this was a couple few years ago. I think she was seeing a or there was a psychic visit or something, mm-hmm. and they said that I'm not going to be doing what I think I want to do, like uh-huh. something about helping or something. And I at the time I thought like. Does he mean a teacher? Because I was yeah. helping, like, I worked as a special needs counselor mm-hmm. at um, camp and in the classrooms at um, in high school. Uh-huh. But apparently it might have been this, which wow, is that's been, great. See, I know. You end up And I was upset, too, because to be. I really wanted event planning. Yes. And again, you think you want that and yeah. you don't understand. But look at this. This is mm-hmm. amazing. So you're exactly where you need to be. Yes. Great. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Um, can you tell my listeners where mm-hmm. they can find you? Sure. My blog is kellysreality.com. And I'm on Instagram at the same name. So I'd love to hear people's stories and have them follow along with me as well. Yeah. So this was another week or, uh, with Love Alexa. And you will be able to find all of her information in our description below. Have a great day.